Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Definitive Five podcast, where we rank the top five movies of your favorite movie genres. I guess it's our favorite movie genres, and we're just hoping that they're also your favorite movie genres, really. It's everybody's. Yeah. It's everybody's. It's everybody's. It's everybody's. It's got some great movie genres over the uh, over our young, still young season. Um, we hope you're enjoying the show, and thank you for listening. And uh, uh, if you could, if you do enjoy the show, if you could take a few minutes, it's not even a few minutes. I mean, it's like 30 seconds tops to uh, leave a review for us. Five stars is our favorite type of review. If you have one of those, we sure would appreciate it. Maybe write a little something, although I don't think you even have to write something, do you? I think you could just click five stars and call it a day, I think right? Click, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Maybe you can write something great. If not, if you don't have that kind of time, you might want to loosen up your schedule. But also, we'll just take the five stars. That'd be great. Wherever you're listening, you could do that. And uh, if you have a chance, if you're on Twitter or Instagram, give us a follow at... The Definitive Five. That's the number five. The Definitive Five. And uh, Jay, you're you're on top of that, aren't you? Are you still managing things over there? Yeah, it took me a while to get back on it, but uh, I am, as of this morning, right back on it. Oh I, yes, excellent. Good. So. You can you can uh, get get the latest in good movie news and and whatnot, and uh, and you can tweet us uh, when uh, you got any ideas for episodes upcoming episodes you'd like to hear so exactly uh, anyway we got a great show for you so let's get to it it's the definitive five r-rated comedies episode this episode, we are dedicating to those comedies, the raunchy, provocative, risque, the uh, the ones that I, frankly, am not allowed to go see. I still <laughs> only go see PG-13, so you guys are going to have to We knew it. We knew it. <laughs> the truth comes out. Uh, I'm Jeff Wilson, and that's Dan Gomez and Jason Gallo. What's up, gentlemen? What's up? What's, what's, up? what's going on? Yeah. This is Freaking glad we can see each other over these computer screens and shit. I know, right? Yes, yes. I know. We're still It'd be in our in quarantines. Person, but I know. Yeah. I am actually you you guys are probably grateful because I would imagine you're in your houses in nice air conditioning. I am in the garage and it is a billion degrees, and that's why I'm drinking Sweating your balls off. Beer instead of whiskey this week. Well, when you when you live in an apartment and the air conditioner is only in the living room, oh. and you only have fans. <laughs> oh, I, I you guys yeah. suck. Well, you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have both going on right now, so I'm good. <laughs> Fan and air conditioning. Oh, whatever, whatever. Screw you, Dan. Yeah. Um, well, then let's get to it. If uh, we yeah. don't want Jason to overheat, and I'm already there, He'll pass so. out. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll. Uh, Get right into this. R-rated comedies. We we had talked about, here on the show, we don't like to, do, you can't just do top five comedies. It's too broad. We like to s- narrow it down. And we actually, we're like, let's narrow down comedies. And we narrowed it down to actually a bunch of different great categories, which we'll mm-hmm. be using on, you know, upcoming episodes of the show. But I think of all of those R-rated comedies kind of jumped out as the most fun. There's something great about an R-rated comedy because really there's no rules. You can you can get away with, with anything. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. For you guys, what makes an R-rated comedy so great? For me, um, I love... 
the, the raunchier the better. Like yeah. I, I want to see and I want to hear like the best dirtiest jokes, funny like whatever you can show on screen that will keep it R-rated. Show you know show it, um, and you know I mean that's what you're going in for. That's what you're bring like you know it's R-rated comedy. You know what to expect for the most part. Um, and I, I I love movies that just I mean you sit back and it just blows your mind of like what what they're showing and at the same time just like how good the jokes are, you know. I was gonna say as long as they keep me laughing and get away with anything, I'm you'll you'll get me hooked. If you keep Jay laughing and awake, you got it. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> it's the greatest movie you ever. Had a great, <laughs> a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. There's something about when you when you're going to a movie or you see the preview and and it looks good, and then you find out it's rated R. It's like. Oh well, then this is probably going to be that much better because th- there's no rules to follow. Not to say that movies that aren't rated R can't be funny, because true, you know, in a way, you know, maybe the subject matter isn't uh, isn't R rated, you know, and sometimes you got to get more creative because you can't swear um, mm-hmm. so much. So you know, a lot of times that that can create uh, you know more interesting situations or or you got to get more creative anyway but with having the rules off and just being able to do whatever i i agree swearing nudity gratuitous nudity always uh appreciated um the the provocative offensive situations if somebody's not offended by it then it's it shouldn't be an r-rated comedy of course somebody should be offended i was gonna say i think one of the greatest things that have ever happened is an a red band trailer. Oh yeah. I love yep. when, when that comes up, I'm like, here we go. Yep. I want to see what's going on. W- what is this? And <laughs> I think it's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about some honorable mentions, some movies that didn't quite make the top five. These are movies that are great in their own right. And probably a lot of you might be upset that they're not in the top five. Um, mm-hmm. But, but we would argue that the definitive five, uh, these ones, didn't quite make. Dan, you want to start us off? There's something about Mary. Great, is, great, great. It's a great movie. I, I love that movie. And and it's just, it's, um, I mean, Ben Stiller's great. Uh, and it's a Fairly Brothers movie. Like, fair, like, early Fairly Brothers. So you have, you know, them at, like, pretty much the peak of their powers with, um, they hit Kingpin. They did, um, obviously. Um, nice. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, and then they have this movie, and it's just awesome. It's so great. Like I love the part where you have um, what's his name, um, Matt Dillon, sitting there yes. with his with his binoculars, looking into the the house, and he kind of turns back and he sees the old lady with her shirt off, and it's just it's great. Yes, so great, <laughs> it's perfect, so yeah. great. No, something about Mary is a great one, and and I feel Cameron like is, is amazing. Oh, by yes. the way, yes, she is. <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was prime Cameron Diaz time. Yes, yeah. I I love, and there's two movies on our in our top five that are they're the rom com, but with a guy's sensibility. And to me, yeah. that was always the most genius move you could do because guys don't want to go see rom coms. Girls want to go see rom-coms, right? To, just to be sexist and, you know, think in uh, Hollywood terms, right? Yeah. Well, we know ben that's too. what they Can't do. Can't count Ben. <laughs> right. Get Ben out of that one. Yeah. Not just girls, but, but Ben too. But 
so you have the the rom com story, but then the jokes are geared towards the kind of more male sense of humor. And there's there's two movies on our list that that kind of follow that formula, and I I think mm-hmm. it's genius, and it makes for something that's enjoyable for everybody. Of so course. yeah, something about Mary absolutely uh, in the conversation, but not quite mm-hmm. top five. Yeah, Jay. You had a top five uh, that uh, you politicked fairly hard to get on the list, and it didn't quite make it. Uh, you want to? Because you guys outvoted me again. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Deadpool. Deadpool for me. Not only is it just uh, the first rated R comic book movie, but Ryan Reynolds is freaking hilarious in it. He's so like, good. So good. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah, his no, performance perfect. in that is as good, if not better, than. Most of the performances in the top five movies. Agree. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite quotes are jokes from him as the ones he makes towards the Green Lantern, which was oh, probably it's the one <laughs> so of the worst good. ones he's done. Yeah. I was laughing the whole time. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's – I politic to you guys for that one. But I, like I said, I get what you guys – your reasoning behind putting the other one on the list than uh, this one. You know, right. you mentioned Ryan Reynolds, and I agree, Jay. And and you know what? If it made the top five, uh, you know, I wouldn't have caused a stink and, and been totally content with it because it is amazing. I almost feel like that movie is going to show up on some other lists down the road. Oh. The, yeah, of course. This of one, course. I think because you almost think of it as a, a comic book movie before you think of it as a comedy, even though... It's as funny, if not funnier, than a lot of the movies on this list. So, uh, I agree. And while we're talking about Ryan Reynolds, I freaking love that guy. And and I'd like to add Van Wilder to honorable mentions. This that was kind of yeah. his breakout R-rated uh, comedy. I think he'd just done that TV show. I think he was on a TV show. And two then, guys, two guys, a girl, and a piece of place. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. it. And. Yeah. Uh, and then Van Wilder uh, kind of brought him. It wasn't a huge hit by any stretch, but it's it's one of those that it's definitely underrated and uh, mm-hmm. and worth a watch. I, in our honorable mentions, feel like I need to bring up several classics. And Dan, you might you might crap on these because maybe they didn't uh, stand the test of time. But um, uh, our, our list, as usual, definitely favors towards the uh, the 2000s. Although we have there's there's two movies that are pre 2000, one just barely. Um, but uh, I'm of course um, looking back, and if you're talking about R-rated comedies, you got to st- talk about the ones that kind of started it all, mm-hmm. and that's yep. Blazing Saddles, yeah, and uh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. I think you mm-hmm. for sure got to mention. And at the time, I mean, these were widely considered the funniest movies of all time. Yep. Um, and uh, still to this day, I, I can watch them and laugh. <clears throat> yeah. I, I was going to say like Animal House, another one. That oh, yeah. A lot absolutely. Of, a lot of people. Really yeah. Um, I yeah. Think it, about that. I mean, but they started it. They started the R-rated like what we see now, they they were the pioneers of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, actually, Animal House is pretty. You could almost say one of the movies on our list is kind of based off of Animal House, and oh, that's yeah. the that's the tricky thing about comedy is very dated. You know, you had 
the 80s where you had that kind of the SNL, the 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 Chevy Chases and the Bill Murrays and you know those guys making all those great movies. Eddie Murphy, of course, you know making mm-hmm. all these movies of the 80s that were great. And then things kind of shifted and comedy kind of lost its way for a few years and then Jim Carrey was everything in the 90s. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, he was. He was. He was. You can't deny that. I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. That's why they're mocking me. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring up me, myself, and Irene. Yep. <laughs> he was great in that. That was his first R-rated comedy. And it is great, but uh, it's not top five. It's not top, it's not top five. I don't know that it's no. even honorable mention, although there's moments in it that are, are fan-freaking-tastic. <laughs> uh, definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah. And then, and then you got into the 2000s, you know, with Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn and, and you know, I feel like it was kind of a, a golden age, again, of comedies. And, mm-hmm. you know, time will tell on a lot of these, but I, I, I love where comedy has gone um, yeah. through the 2000s and, and certainly um, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, you worked with, with Will Ferrell, right, Jeff? Oh! Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I did. Yes. Uh, thank you for putting me on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, if you know the movie Semi-Pro, if you know the movie critically you, acclaimed what? box office hit, Semi-Pro, yeah. neither of those things. Um, I, I'm sure you had a huge you know, role in it. Like, you were Blink and you'll miss center. it. But uh, the sequined palm tree, that's me. That is yours truly. (laughs) Behind that bushy mustache, that's this guy right here. Um, Sorry, Jeff. That was, honestly, that was was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Watching, (laughs) getting, just getting to be a fly on the wall, really, and watch Will Ferrell do his thing. Uh, We worked, I worked on that for a month, and it was incredible. (laughs) The guy is, he's a genius. He is. But it was he even is. fun being in the stands as, as an extra. Just watching oh, that. That's right. You went remember? to. Uh, that's right. A couple you went of us went. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely got it. That's for sure. Yeah. He does. Um, two more we got to mention. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I feel like we lose all credibility. <laughs> of course. One I'm going to mention first, and then, and then the other one I feel like a lot of people will be upset. But Friday. Yep. You got to mention Friday. Uh, uh, awesome movie. Great movie. So, so good. Chris, so Chris quotable. Tucker, so quotable. And Chris Tucker's performance in it is one of the best. Um, How do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't go without saying John Witherspoon. Oh, as the of course. Dad is of course. Awesome. Oh. So amazing. <laughs> he, he's in that for in that, 35, 45 minutes. You want to make your movie that much better. In fact, I don't know. I think Boomerang is yeah. Boomerang's probably R-rated. He shows up in that for maybe a cumulative three minutes, yeah, and steals the show. He, the oh, guy, awesome. the guy was awesome. But yeah, Friday, so 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 good. Um, and the last honorable mention we got to do is of course Super Troopers. Yep. Why which, didn't this make which, the list? I was. I, don't know. I, I mean, I guess question. it's just because the top five. There's no movies that deserve to not be in there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, by all accounts, it it should be up there. I mean, I guess it. 
if you could say anything about Super Troopers, it's that it doesn't sustain itself for the whole movie. Like, you think about it, and there's a handful of scenes that you think of, Mm -hmm. and they are hilarious. And pound for Mm -hmm. pound, they're as funny, if not funnier, than anything on the list. But it doesn't sustain that for the entire hour 30, or however long it is. Um, But Super Troopers, uh, absolutely, had to be mentioned. Dan, um, I was trying to think of some movies that kind of missed the mark as a uh, R-rated comedy. I'm I'm struggling to think anything, but I think you had some. What do you got? Um, so I had the American Pie movies. They oh, were what? Great when they came out. Oh, they I, don't I think they they don't hold no, up. No, no, no. I think they were great. I don't think they. If you kind of go back and watch them, I don't think they kind of stand the test of time, kind of thing. Really? See, now, my, why is obviously that? Obviously, if we. I didn't even think about it, but yeah, why is that? It's they're not. I mean, they're, they're they're funny. Don't get me wrong, they're funny, but like the, I don't feel like the jokes hit as well as they did when they you first it first came out and you first saw it. I I thought when leaving the theater and in, in essentially all three movies, I was laughing. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're as for me personally. Going back and watching them again, they're not as funny as they were before. Because, I mean, like, it's... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the characters or what, but, like, it's... For me, it wasn't as funny as the other ones were. Interesting. You know? I, I mean, and, and it makes sense, because when you think about it, it's funny, because comedies, really, I feel like to even, you know, be enjoyable... Because you when you think, think about when you walk out of the theater and you enjoyed that movie, right? Yeah. It really just has to have a couple big set pieces that are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of conditioned for the rest of the movie just to be whatever and, and progress the story. And that's yeah. fine. But it has to have a few of those moments that are just like you're on the floor laughing um, mm-hmm. and, and are really good. It, it's funny. One that comes to mind uh, like that is uh, Zombieland, which great movie. Yeah. It's yep. funny, but is that movie as beloved if not for the Bill Murray scene? I don't I don't think it is. I mean, I think it's I don't think so. No. It's it's clever and I like what it does and I enjoy the whole thing, but I don't know that I would love it as much if not for how brilliant the whole Bill Murray sequence is. I agree. It makes you That's it true. makes you like the movie more, it makes you like the characters more. And that I feel like with comedies in general, not necessarily just R-rated comedies. They have to have those moments that make you love it and escalate it uh yeah, that much more. But yeah, I, I yeah. would agree that probably American Pie, because when you think back, it's like, what do we think about uh, this one time at band camp, you know, when it's, he's it's, when he's humping the pie? Kind of thing. Yeah. Of course, we think and about me, the Shannon Elizabeth uh, scene, but oh, that's for different of reasons. Of course, of course, <laughs> <laughs> that checks off the nudity side. Jay, and for, and for me, it was Stifler. I like every time oh, you bring that movie up, great. Stifler always comes off to my head. Of course, besides the you know. But when you Shannon think about Elizabeth it, that's theme. he's by far the best performance in it. Mm-hmm. You're right. I agree. But all the movies on this list, I mean, I think that character in these movies is you know is i mean not I bad really but he's one. not stealing the show in any of these no, other movies not at all. no any others that miss the mark dan <laughs> you guys are going to hate me Uh-oh. you guys are really going to talk Uh-oh. shit Uh-oh. especially being especially being i mean and and i'm a huge will ferrell fan oh boy huge uh, here we go and i'm going to say off, a movie just walk that's off right gonna, now dude walk off right now for me 
it, it's more I loved it in the beginning and every single time I watch it I, I like it less and less Step Brothers wow yeah, I you know, know what's what? funny is I thought you were going to say that for some reason yeah, I, I, I thought I you, you were going to say that as I'm wearing my prestige worldwide but, uh, tank top with <laughs> a billion degrees but here's the thing for me <laughs> for me it's there's certain scenes I love, and I'll watch them over and over again. But like watching the movie from start to finish, I'm like, no. It's if, if the scene's on, I'll watch it. I love this scene. I'll agree with you in this sense. I I don't think by any stretch it misses the mark. But the the fact that you brought it up, I think you're right in that it's not as good as we remember it. Uh, it it's it it has jokes that hit, yep. but it has some jokes that really miss. Yeah, and also. I don't know that it necessarily needed. I think it was almost kind of hurt by the fact that it's rated R. It's a lot of the so. a lot of the the the. I mean, there's no nudity in it, right? It's just for cussing, right? So that they. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that, yeah. like they're swearing, and I feel like it. It kind of comes off it as lazy at some points. If it was a PG-13 movie, I think it would be perfect. I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I guess but, there, in a way, it doesn't go above and beyond for a rated R movie. It doesn't just throw everything out there to make it. It seems like yeah, lazy. They weren't even trying to even, yeah, yeah. make it funny. Yeah. Well, you know what's yeah, funny so. is is uh, and uh, oh man, I, I sound like I'm name dropping, but since Jason brought it up, I feel like I can. <laughs> but uh, in working with Will Ferrell, uh, you know, because uh, we're old buddies, and, uh, hang out. Oh man, all the time. I blew somebody's head up a little big right now. I blew it up right now. <laughs> I never bring that up, and Jason brought it up. But, no, uh, I know you don't. But that's the funny part. But yeah. it just it popped into my head when once you said Will Ferrell, and I just had to bring it up. Well, it so. was it was a highlight. I I absolutely loved it, and and literally working on that movie and seeing him work, you would have honestly, if you'd have asked me at the time, I thought it was going to be his best movie ever. I thought it would be better than Anchorman really? when it came out. It, really, it, because watching him work. He mm. he can he has this insane ability where he can um, he, you know he he op- improvises a lot so he'd mm. say a line you know and it'd be funny and then he'd say it another way you know and it'd maybe be funnier and then he'd say it and it would totally bomb but the next time he said it it was guaranteed to be the funniest take because he has this thing where. Where and it, this happened several times in watching him, where he'd say something that didn't quite land, the joke wasn't right, and it was like something in his head corrects itself and finds the thing that is the most funny. And yeah. so, I mean, we would like pe- people were trying to not break character the whole time, and so I, I would imagine with Step Brothers, it was a similar situation where a lot of those jokes were funnier in the moment or, or mm-hmm. as they were improvised. But in a movie, that doesn't necessarily translate because people are expecting, you know, this a polished, that this is scripted. And, and a lot of times improvised stuff is, can be funny in the moment, but not as quite, quite as funny, you know, in a, in a movie. Of course. So, of course. Anyway. Uh, actually, good, you good that you brought that up. You guys didn't me that much. Good that you brought that awesome. up. Yeah. Cool. No, you're off the podcast. It's just Jason. <laughs> Get out of here from now on. Uh, we're going to turn, say that we're about turn a Jim Mi- Dan's movie. mic down for the rest of the show. <laughs> Boop. Shall we get to it, gentlemen? 
Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. Oh, yes. Number five. Jason was appalled that this beat out (laughs) Deadpool, but uh, my argument is not only does this deserve to be on the list. This is in my top five comedies, period. Um, Okay. Uh, for me personally, I know it's maybe mm-hmm. not as beloved by others, but it, it deserves to be here for a lot of reasons. Um, it's kind of, as it turns out, representation of 80s comedy because it's the only movie from the 80s that landed <laughs> on our yeah. list. Um, you have a ni- yeah, that's true. You also, you got to mention John Landis whenever you're talking about R-rated comedies because he brought us Trading Places, Blues Brothers, Animal House, as you mentioned before, I mean, the guy, you know, in the 80s, if you wanted an R-rated comedy, he was the go-to guy and yeah. um, and did not disappoint with this one. Um, it made only $128 million in the U.S., which actually I feel like for back then is a pretty sizable pretty high. hit. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So, well, it came it, out in 88, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 88. Yep. It... Uh, on the tomato meter, it's got 67%, but that, of course, includes the idiot critics. So we're going to go with the audience meter, which is 85%. Okay. And that is, of course, yeah. the Eddie Murphy movie coming to America. Absolutely love this movie. I could go on and on about it. Um, and and this being another one of those movies where it's, it's a rom-com. I mean, this is a romantic mm-hmm. comedy. But yep. it has enough of that guy sensibility. You have Eddie Murphy in there. You have Eddie Murphy playing multiple characters, which is genius because as Prince Akeem, he's kind of the straight man, although he still gets away with a, a lot of funny moments. Um, mm-hmm. So getting him in there to, to get his characters mm-hmm. is, is fantastic. Um, but, but this is one of those that is, is just, it works on so many levels. Um, absolutely love it. Dan... You watched it for the very first time inexplicably yeah. last night. Yes. So I'm <laughs> curious true. to get your take, <laughs> not having the nostalgia for it and seeing it for the first time in 2020, mm-hmm. which, how dare you? How I know. dare you? <laughs> That's blasphemy. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I think for me, it's um, it was a great movie. I thought it was awesome. I thought... Um, it's your. This is the first essential time you see Eddie Murphy playing multiple characters, right? Uh, no. Um, no. Is it? No. You might be right. I and I. I, thought I mean, he, the way they do it in this movie, you might be right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great. I thought um, it was. You always hear about it from people like this is. I, I love this movie. This is a great movie. It's um, Eddie Murphy. I mean, he wrote it too. I believe if if. If I, I think he has right. a story yeah, by credit did. at least oh, yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought um, it was great. It for me, it's I think out of the top five, it's the best movie itself, story wise. Oh really? Like the better. I think it's the better. Like it's the got best. a ton of heart. A it ton does. Ton of it heart. Does. And, and and Eddie and a, Murphy is one of those rare performers that can pull off both. He can be. Uh, raunchy and funny, but he also mm-hmm. has that heart to him um, that you see in the the Prince Akeem character, which you haven't seen him really play that character so much in others. Exactly, it's right. um, uh, it's one of those. And, and the only thing I was going to say is like it's one of those things where this movie has kind of been done over and over again. After this, 
Sure. And they, the the character of coming into a situation that he's not, he he's been only essentially doing this, you know, like where he's come from. He's only seen certain things, and he comes into a completely different area, and it's kind of like culture shock. And it's not goofy. Usually yeah. now it's like, oh, I'm. I'm the idiot, and I don't know what to do in this situation. And, yes. and he, it's a lot of heart. It, it, it's 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 great. The jokes are great. The jokes hit all the time. Um, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was cool. Ah, oh, I love it. I love no, hearing that. No, I, Jay, no, I agree. No, I agree with him too. It's just like how he goes from a a kingdom where everything's done for him from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed. Like he has people brushing his teeth for him. He has people bathing him. Yeah. All that stuff oh, the too. bathers talk about gratuitous nudity. <laughs> yeah, there exactly, go, right? There box. it is. Exactly. The royal um, penis is to clean, a place. your highness. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he goes from having everything done for him to the poorest of poor places in New York and Queens. Yep. Where his buddy Sammy is like, um, where are we going? Yeah. It's it's you know, so then, great, too, because, and and just to cap on that point real quick, Jay, is... is you know the fish out of water story is you know what they call these and like dan said yeah. we've seen it a billion times right. um this one's genius and it adds to the heart of the movie because this is by his own doing it's not it's not that he's thrown into the situation because he has to like he you know chooses. tom hanks yeah. suddenly becomes an adult as a kid and he's a fish out of water in an adult's world mm-hmm. like it's not it's not that it's like he is making the although i guess you could say he wished for it but uh, anyway, he's making the Eddie Murphy's making the choice to to do this and travel there, and we are normal American students, and, <laughs> and doesn't want any of the glitz and glam, and it yeah. it makes him relatable. Yet you 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 know you obviously are interested, and in, you know it's fun to see people who are rich and and powerful and famous. So it, it makes it great to see him in that world. Sorry, Jay, I cut you off and started. Uh, no, no, you're good. Going off you're good. You're things. good. No, one of <laughs> the best parts do. is when when he meets uh, Rose, or when he's conversating with Rose and her sister in the the McDoyles. He's like, "What do uh, school do you go to? The university. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? And he's like, the University <laughs> of the United States. United States. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, it's very <laughs> small. Yeah, we do not small. even have a football team. <laughs> Or basketball, whatever it is. Yeah, it was basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like like scenes like that were freaking hilarious. Yeah, the the barbershop scenes are always my favorite. always great. Always and, great. and that's and the I mean, thing. That's the best part. Yeah. Like, sorry, Jeff, but it's like he, like he, Eddie Murphy plays this really heartfelt um, character, but yet he plays the barber, which is like total opposite. Is mm-hmm. one of the best things. Oh, like, or, or the the um. The white guy, the white Jewish guy. Oh yeah, he plays him too. It's great. Taste the soup. What's the matter? Soup too cold. Just taste the soup. What's the matter? Soup too hot. Just taste the soup. Where's the spoon? Aha! Aha! It's so good. It's so good. And the whole uh, Randy. Oh, we could go on and on about all the yeah. great scenes. I mean, uh, so actually, we wanted to. Uh, Dan had the idea. We wanted to do who stole the show in all these top five movies. I think it's for me. It's the safe easiest to one. Say, yeah. Eddie Murphy, Easiest. by far steals the show, and and there's there's no one even close. And he steals the show several times uh, as multiple characters. 
Um, yeah. And genius, genius, because mm-hmm. they they were able to work him in and get him to do his thing, yet he could still be the straight man, the the leading man in this movie. It's just really well done on so many levels. Um, of course, and he absolutely. does it again in the what's that movie with the family where he plays multiple characters? Uh, Nutty Professor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, That's, which yeah. Uh, Nutty Professor love, and it's funny because I feel like Coming to America made in the two thousands. They probably would have done a sequel just based on the barbershop guys, and it probably oh, wouldn't yeah. have been nearly as good. Um, because they did Nutty Professor and then they did The Clumps, which mm-hmm. the magic just kind of disappears because doesn't yeah. have the same heart as Nutty Professor did. Again, Nutty Professor, another great movie that has a ton of heart to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on to number four? Yeah, of course. Yes, sir. Number four. This one, I feel like, um, was the, the welcome to the 2000s and what we're going to see in comedy in the 2000s. It came out in 2003. Uh, this was Todd Phillips' big uh, jump forward in movies. I think he'd yeah. done Road Trip and mm-hmm. he'd done anything else, really? I, I don't, think that was the only one. I don't think really much. So this this yeah. put him uh, on the map big time. Only made, how much do you think this made at the box office? If you know, don't answer. Um, I don't. Uh, 125? That that sounds would, right, right? What do you think, Dan? Ish. <laughs> I was gonna say eighty, but yeah, one twenty-five is probably better. Uh, seventy-five million. Wow! Get out of here! Only really? made seventy-five million, so you could way definitely more. It should be call way more. this a cult classic. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. It's, yeah, you uh, wouldn't think that it would have been that low. Eighty-six percent fresh on the audience meter at uh, Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. That is, of course, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, and Luke Wilson in old school. Number four. Uh, I, I mean, am I right? This kind of welcomed us into the 2000s, and it was kind of that first movie that then we got a lot of others that kind of had that, that comedic sensibility that this one gave us. Yeah. Um, putting, putting, I mean, Luke Wilson's obviously the straight man in it, but putting Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell together was genius. Genius. And, and the way those two play off each other, absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like this is on our list. A lot of people a lot older than us would probably say, no, nah, Animal House should be on the list instead of old school. But uh, I, I argue that, that old school uh, holds up a lot better. Maybe it's because it's newer, but um, it's just genius. It is. Yeah, that's true. You got you got people running through the crowd naked. <laughs> We're <Yeah>. going streaking. <laughs> you know, a funny part about that is when he went streaking through the quad, I guess apparently there was a 24-hour fitness there that had windows looking to the outside. And when he was rehearsing that scene, he was doing it in a robe. And he asked a production assistant, uh, should we forewarn them that what we're about to do? And there was like, oh, whatever you want. So uh, when they actually shot the scene, there was like people in... Like screams of shock that he was running through it, and then five minutes later there was no one in the window. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No. I, Little did they know they got to they were witnessing movie history. You think the, KFC's still open? <laughs> the, the scene of like in the beginning, just the beginning of where he where Luke Wilson walks home and he's like, 
comes home and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" Like talking and and um, oh, what's her name? Um, his wife. His wife's like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, what? yeah." Um, yeah, what is her <laughs> oh, name? What's... From Entourage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he comes. In, he's like, "Oh, let's, let's go with it." Let's. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, saying, no, no, Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Luke Wilson's yes. wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she ha- she has porn going on yes like, oh, okay cool let's 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 roll let's roll with it and, and, and like the other couple comes out and he's like what's going on yep just that that whole start i i remember that like you said ushering in to the new era of comedy kind of thing yes it was just like wow like this is this is okay cool I'm, this is hilarious and this, i think we're going in i think why it works so well and and you could argue why it has the notch over animal house is the hook to it is fantastic a guy gets gets is going through a divorce with his girlfriend or a split or whatever and rents a house that just happens to be almost on campus uh has a buddy that's a bad influence throws a party he's gonna lose the house but then they find this loophole where they can start a fraternity, and that's the only way. Like, this doesn't happen in real life, but it's believable <laughs> enough. You buy into yep. this one thing, and it's, it's actually really, really a clever hook uh, that, that you love. I mean, what dude uh, in, you know, 30s, late 20s, 30s, 40s wouldn't want to, like, start a fraternity or you know being in in something like that it's just awesome you get to live (laughs) vicariously through these guys yeah it's so good and and especially when you have a an 80 something year old trying to pledge you're my boy you're my boy blue and i i feel like uh this really put vince vaughn and will ferrell on the map as far as um being the comedic powerhouses mm-hmm. uh, that they are. And you know are. what's funny? Uh, the studio DreamWorks did not want Vince Vaughn for the movie. Really? Well, I mean, I, I, could, wow. I could... I could... I could the, go ahead. After Swingers and uh, the remake of Psycho, they thought he was too much of a dramatic actor that they, they didn't want him. Yeah. Well, he was leaning that way. Like He, he did Swingers, and obviously he was brilliant in that. But right. then he, he started doing these more dramatic roles, which, you know, I, I guess that's what he wanted to do. Uh, but <laughs> taking this this role was was genius. You could fantastic. Yeah. Swingers, he was obviously fantastic in Swingers. And then he did, I, I, I kind of feel like he didn't really do many roles like that with the fast talker persona that he developed. Except for Made, which was John Favreau's follow-up um, that he wrote and directed. John Favreau did, you know, specifically for Vince Vaughn. And if you watch Made, have you guys seen Made? No, I haven't seen it. No, it's 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 too Vince Vaughn. It's too much. Like okay. there, you realize there's a balance, and when Vince Vaughn finds that perfect balance, where it's his energy's high enough, because he does some of those where he's he's a little too low energy, but then there's somewhere he's too Vince Vaughn. This is made. And, and you're like, Oh, it's just, it, it ruins it. Cause he's just too, mm. 
he just takes over every scene and it's just too much. It's like that loudmouth friend that, you know, is funny for the first five minutes of the party, but by the end, it's just like, oh, come on, Jay, you know who I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You and, uh, we'll, yeah no, no, we, we won't I mention know. that on the show. But uh, you <laughs> no, know who no. I'm talking about. But, but I got you. Old I got you. school, I feel like, is where he had found that perfect balance. And the fact that he's a side character, I think, helps with it. Um, it it's just it's just genius yeah but vince vince vaughn plays that had an influence so well in this mm. that you can't help but laughing at yeah each thing he says yeah I, I love the whole scene where he's trying to convince them to start this fraternity how great an idea it is for him oh because he wants to read the benefits of it the drinking oh, yeah, talking to the ladies of the, so that was like one of my my, my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> well, so let's talk about it. Who steals the show in this one? I feel like we got it narrowed. This this is actually, I think, the toughest this, of all the top five movies. I I feel like it's between Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell. Am I right? Yeah. I, I agree. agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Who's, who steals it? That's a t- I think it's Vince close. Vaughn. Vince Vaughn? I would, I would go, have to say Vince Vaughn. I would go Will Ferrell. Oh, gosh. But, but here's the thing. I think either one you pick... There's, there's not wrong. a wrong answer. Right, there's really not. Yeah, is. you not. can't go wrong. I, you know what? I'm not even going to break the tie because <laughs> I feel like they should both be. Uh, oh, now he doesn't want to break the tie. The uh, well, he doesn't want to be the guy. For a second, I was like, I think it's Will Ferrell, but I didn't want to disagree with Jason again and vote him off the island. So <laughs> let's move on to number three, shall we? Okay, uh, that sounds good. Uh, actually, and we should mention uh, only director with two movies in the top yeah. five, Todd Phillips again. With the 2009 film that uh, is also the highest grossing film on the I list, $277 million. This thing was a juggernaut, which mm-hmm. let's, let's point out the fact that comedies don't make... This isn't a Marvel movie. This isn't a big you know, yeah. action movie that is expected to make that much, movie, that much money to recoup its money. This is a comedy, which the budgets mm-hmm. on those are $35, $40 million. So anything over that... And they're, uh, you know, they're raking in the dough. Two hundred seventy-seven million for a comedy wow. is huge. Wow! This is uh, has eighty-four percent on the audience meter. That is the Hangover. Uh, I mean, what can you say about this one? It's yeah. it's fantastic. It's genius. The hook it's of it like, is brilliant. It, it, mm-hmm. And you wouldn't think of it because it's just a bunch of guys for a bachelor party. Like, what guys don't do that? It's I, like a common thing. But this, like, but the way they do it is right. That's genius. what I was trying to say. Yeah, the way they do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not just a straightforward bachelor party where everything goes wrong, right? It's that. Oh my gosh, we're trying to piece ba- piece together the night before, which we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's genius. It's genius, yeah, and just it how everything goes wrong. Um, absolutely, the the performances. Of course, you know you know it's gonna be freaking hilarious when they wake up to a fucking lion in the bathroom, <laughs> tiger. Tiger. and then it turns out to or be tiger, Mike Tyson's whatever. Tiger, yeah, yeah, yeah. tiger, yeah. It, but it, I was gonna say uh, I have a question for you guys. Was this when you saw the trailer? Were you instantly hooked? Instantly. Yep. Yep. Instantly. Really? You weren't? Yeah. For me, I was like, I was like, okay, let's let's see how. It, and for me, it was more word of mouth of people saying, "Oh, this is." You gotta watch this movie. And I, I went. I went and watched it. No, there's it was, there's movies that that when the hook is right, 
Um, yeah. And this one has that hook that's like, oh, man, genius idea. Why Why didn't I think of that and write this yeah. and make billions of dollars? You know, it's, it's uh, no, this was one that um, absolutely, uh, from the second I saw it, wanted to see it. And uh, and it it delivers it delivers on all like counts, of course. And yeah. You know, one of the best things that I've read about this movie is that when they were filming it, and this is you got to love Vegas for it because Vegas is always crazy and whatnot. But Bradley Cooper was once said that the people Vegas people in Vegas didn't even know that they were filming a, a movie. <laughs> really? And even with him walking around with the the tiger scratches on his neck, nobody even. <laughs> Question yeah. Anything goes that. in Vegas. Oh yeah, anything yeah. goes. Easy. Oh, I love uh, Vegas. That Vegas. that's the other thing is movies set in Vegas. You just you just feel good. Like you just enjoy it. You know, you're yeah. I, I'm in for the ride. <laughs> you you feel good in all the debauchery in Vegas. That's, Heck, that's basically what it is. Heck yes. It like solidifies the debauchery. Oh, oh yes. Uh, I'd also like to point out the. Um, this is the only movie on our list that spawned sequels, which mm-hmm. I I think is worth mentioning because I feel like the other movies were smarter not to make sequels. There's been sequels talked about for a lot of these movies, and actually coming to America, I think they're really close on one, which I don't I don't know that that's oh, a great are. idea so many years there, later. But there's there was yeah. talk of an old school sequel. There was talk of a sequel to our number one movie. Um, but I, I think they realized because they just they were just genius the first time around, and I think you could all agree, hindsight being twenty twenty, seeing yeah. what we got in the Hangover two and Hangover three, the, you can't replicate that magic, you know. No. Now a movie makes yeah, two hundred seventy seven million dollars. Of course they're going to have to make sequels, of but but of you course. can't you can't do that again. It was just Hangover it's, one was special uh, for a reason and should be kept at that yeah and with me for hangover two and three i just felt like they just threw it together just because number one was so good and they felt like they needed to make sequels yeah mm-hmm. agree you know i i heard there's an offshoot of well when we get to number two there's an offshoot movie oh yes two. that's true yes that's true but that, that's as right. close but as we really come a to a, a sequel it's yeah. not a sequel no but yeah. yeah i guess you're right so though. um let me I ask you guys a question. Yes. Do you guys see Jack Black as Alan instead of um, Zach? Going for Marcus? I could see it. Not yeah. as great a movie, but I could see it. It would be different. It. Yeah. Yeah, it would be different, but I could see it. He Because tr- Jack Black turned down the role. Interesting. Idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is the right choice. And as long as we're talking about him, who steals the show? Uh, are we gonna say yeah, yeah, easy? That, that, that's I, another easy one. I feel one. like yeah. it's a no-brainer, that's right? True. It's Zach. Although you could argue, uh, what's his name? The um, uh, the dentist, Asian um, doc. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Ken. Um, what's his name? Ken. Ken Jong. Jong or yeah, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Yeah. Yep. He's great. I was gonna say Mike Walker. Tyson. Tyson's great. Uh, already mentioned on our top uh, five cameos episode. I know. Yeah, I know. But, but no, it's it's got to be Galifianakis. It has to be. It has to be. Jay, <sighs> do we agree on that one? I agree. I love how he gets the when they're going back home. Gets the the tux, the tuxedos delivered to them on the road. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I don't yeah. Know, man. yeah, so good, so good. And his his kind of man crush on Bradley Cooper, which I feel like is kind of secretly everybody in the office. I know I wished I had Bradley Cooper's hair in that movie. Me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had. Ch- I think Dan wishes he had hair in general. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Such Not a now, good but- movie. All right, we got to keep this thing moving. We are uh, oh. going long, but uh, R-rated comedy is, is a good one. Number two. Oh, man. I actually think this is... There's a strong argument for this to be number one, except that number one... Number one checks more boxes of, an, of what an actual R-rated comedy should be. But mm-hmm. this one is kind of an anomaly, because it... On paper, this movie should not work. Um, <laughs> it came out in 1998... This is a Coen Brothers movie, which I feel like gives uh, it away. Only how much do you think this made? Oh, probably forty-five. Forty-five. It's low. Jay? It's low. Uh, I would say sixty. For those say playing 60. at home, I'm going to tell you the name, and then I'm going to tell you how much it made. This is the Big Lebowski. Is number two. Um, audience rating. Uh, so so let's go. Okay, let's do box office first. Eighteen yeah. million dollars. Wow! This is the wow. definition. Are you serious? Of a, a cult, cult classic. classic. Oh, easy. People found this it's movie been... well after it was in the theater. <laughs> so this this movie was was built on word of mouth. It made nothing mm-hmm. at the box office. Yeah. Um, the audience meter for uh, so coming to America was eighty five. Old school was eighty six. Hangover was 84. So everything within one point of each other right there this in the mid-80s. Where do you no. rank Big Lebowski? I would put it... Okay, I, I'm saying it's going to be like 9.5 out of 10. Uh, what percentage? Probably, oh, um, percentage. Ni- I would say 95. 95? Yeah. Yeah. 94. 94%. Oh. So you're right. Wow. Pretty much. Right on. Wow. Uh, and... Not enough good stuff can be said about this movie. <laughs> this was actually I rewatched this one last night with my wife, and uh, it, it she hated it. No, she loves it. The funny awesome. thing is, is I was about to say she's probably laughed throughout the whole movie, right? The funny thing is, is we watched. Well, she'd seen it. We'd both seen it, and uh, we watched it because um, <laughs> a buddy of mine had got us this top hundred movies that you like movie bucket list, and it's a poster, okay. and you scratch off. When you've watched it. And we decided, okay, we're only going to scratch it off when we've watched it together. Mm-hmm. So if we've watched it yeah. alone, it doesn't count. So we're scratching off, oh, you know, through this cool. list. It's, it's actually cool. really cool. You know, things to do in quarantine, yeah. right? Um, and Big Lebowski. So he, she didn't even know that this was on the topic for today. And she suggested, oh, Big Lebowski, I haven't seen that in ages. Let's watch that one. It's like, done. Done and done. That's perfect. <laughs> and... Uh, on paper, it like shouldn't be nearly as great as it is, no. but it's so good because of the characters and the dialogue and the situations that they, they the Coen brothers put these guys in. The Coen brothers, uh, although they're not necessarily known for R-rated comedies, they made lemonade out of lemons. I mean, they really um, mm-hmm. made something special with this. Uh, it's genius. Dan, you you probably know this movie better than any of us. This is yeah, this is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I love, I, I mean, all the characters hit like they, even if they're in for like five ten minutes, they're just up there. 
Yeah. I love when they go to the kid's house. They see they see the homework. They're like, oh, this kid, you know, yes. this kid knows everything. And they come in <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to like like interrogate this kid in front of his her, his his, uh, his mom and his yeah. dad that's sitting in the back. Yeah. Oh, he wrote he wrote the bulk of the series for uh, Branded. Yes. <laughs> and oh, it's so great. It's definitely smarter than everyone watching it because it's got some like <laughs> like very clever lines that that really fly by you. There's there's some references it makes that that John Goodman says that I don't even yeah. get, but you're uh, like that's got to be funny just the way he says it and <laughs> and what he does. His and, whole character is just oh, the, how crazy he is and how oh he always goes off or yes. Uh, it's for, uh, to me, I think that he was my favorite character. And it's funny because. <laughs> In, in a lot of the other movies, these characters would come off as over the top. But for some yeah. reason, in this movie, they they feel real. Like, they, they feel... They, do. they don't feel over the top. I guess it's because they add a little do- more depth to them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're not just, like, you know, a one-note side character that's there to do that character's job. Like, these, these characters have some substance to them, and... and so they don't feel over the top. It's genius. <laughs> no, not at all. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and Jeff Bridges, <laughs> come on. It's great. I mean, he is Ain't, the dude. Anytime you write a check for <laughs> 69, 69 cents for a, cents. a quart of milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which gets oh, dumped all over when he's attacked when he gets home. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you guys know that this movie was actually based off a real, yeah. real guy? Yeah, it's the Co- it's the Coen brothers' uh, friend, right? I guess they met him. He like he helped them distribute the their first movie. Yeah, and then they getting to know them, and that that's when they got inspired by the movie. They write this huh. about their friend. That's crazy. Yeah, and it works. You know that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, so good. Who steals the show in this one? I got my answer, but I want to hear what really? you guys say. I would say John Goodman's uh, character. Uh, what's his name? Walter Socek. Yeah, there it's, you go. I would say John Goodman for the full thing of the of the movie, obviously, but um, John Turturro oh. as Jesus in this small little role, yeah, blows everything out of the water. He really <laughs> is amazing. He's he, a better ass. You, it's funny because he's so good in the two scenes that he's in. <laughs> you you feel like he's a bigger part of the movie. He's literally yeah, uh, in two scenes. It's unbelievable. You're right. Um, I got to go with John Goodman, though, just because yeah. <laughs> he's he's so good. And I don't want Jason to be angry that I disagree with him a third time. <laughs> I, I love that uh, the fleas in it, too. Yes. Flea from the so Red Hot Chili random. Peppers. Because I know, Jeff, you love Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah, uh, um, <laughs> right. Top five most but, overrated no, bands of all time. Listen to that podcast. That's true. Yeah. And... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman is great, great in it. He's great. It's yep. a huge cast. Tara oh, Reid. I take it back. Tara Reid steals the show. <laughs> oh, that's true. Just that kidding. is true. Just kidding. Gotta love a movie that spawns off its own uh, festival and its own religion. Oh, yeah. Easy. And you know what? I feel like it makes the movie even better that it didn't make a boatload of money at the box office and that it mm-hmm. is a cult right. classic. Because this is a movie that you need to find on your own terms. You know? Yep. Not when, yeah. not when Hollywood's shoving it down your throat with marketing. You need to find this movie when you're ready for it. That's true. Ah, uh, so good. So good. All right. 
Let's go to our number one. What could possibly be better than the Big Lebowski? I feel like there will be some debate on this. Some people might disagree with this number one. And so You're we wrong. need to do a good job, gentlemen, of convincing them <laughs> that this is our, the number one. Because this actually uh, got the coveted perfect score in our voting amongst the three of us. We That's all true. ranked this number one. Also made a boatload of money, $209 million at the box office when it came out in 2005. Uh, actually, it is the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes with a 70. I don't know how that's possible. Just how Man on Fire was how much again? Yeah, like 30-something. Although, you know yeah, what? I was yeah. I was looking at, uh, actually, correction to the Denzel episode. You can't compare oh. those because I was looking at the critics' score. So the critics ranked it. Thirty uh, something. The audience, I think, had it higher, but still, regardless, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. This is your number one R-rated comedy, and that is Wedding Crashers. This this movie deserves to be here for so many reasons. Uh, it it's it really is lightning in a bottle, and I I want to before I uh, open the floor to let you guys talk. Let me let me just get this off my chest and and. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do my thing and then you guys can. Okay. <laughs> yeah, guys okay. okay. Fine. Fine. Go ahead. It's Dan, lightning in a bottle for a while. It it's it's Vince Vaughn. This is this is peak Vince Vaughn, right? It's perfect. He hadn't yeah, been as good before this, and we certainly haven't seen him this good since. Um, this was directed by David Dobkin, who, if you look at his resume, this is by far his best movie. So, th- this it's it's really. Like that's why I say lightning in a bottle that this happened. I mean, it's not Todd Phillips where you have a somebody who really knows what they're doing in the genre uh, behind the camera. Th- this guy, I don't know what he did, but he couldn't replicate it in any of his other movies. It goes to that formula we were talking about earlier, where it's a rom com, but it's the guy's sensibility, and I would argue to the nth degree, this is the guy's sensibility. It has the love story. Um, between Rachel McAdams and Owen Wilson, which is certainly the main heart of it. But then it throws in the, it kind of hits you from the side with the Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher love story that you think is just kind of a side, you know, a B story that's not interesting and, you know, just there for laughs. But then that becomes, you know, filled with heart also in that it actually is, wait a minute, these two are perfect for each other. (laughs) And it was right in front of us the whole time. So it has kind of, not that it's a twist, but it kind of ends up being a little bit of a twist and, and throws you for a loop. Christopher Walken shows up in it, who... Jane I Seymour. Mean, she's great. Great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the whole thing, just, it's so perfectly done. I, I would say the, the first, what, 45 minutes of that movie is probably some of the funniest cinema in all uh, mm-hmm. movie history. It, yeah. It just is so good. Am I wrong? No, no, you're as, not wrong. As uh, John right. Goodman would say and uh... No, n- not at all. It's one of those things where yes, it's it's the movie's hilarious. You see everything you want in an R-rated movie. It's um in the beginning again, gratuitous, you know, nudity, um everything you want in an R-rated movie, but at the same time like it has the underlying heart of of both both relationships you have the isla fisher vince vaughn it's messed up but it's messed up in a good way like they Boy. both love they both love that 
and then you have um, Wilson and um, uh, what's her name? Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams, and it's more the you look at it and you're like that's a more the more the relationship that can actually work. Yeah, but it doesn't work, especially because he's you know obviously it's he's he's not telling the truth and she finds out just like in many romantic comedies and stuff like that. But it's great and you have you have um oh my gosh uh today junior i know pretty much (laughs) bradley cooper oh yeah bradley cooper's character yeah he's so good just the the asshole the great hair um boyfriend you know it's great it's great and 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 it has the scene it has a scene from coming to america in it essentially at the dinner table same thing with coming to america at the um, basketball game Oh yeah, of the yeah totally of the slipping the hand like into the crotch area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although this one takes it to another level. Way, yeah, way better. Way and since better. you bring up that scene, I, I feel like that's worth bringing up. That scene goes on so long by movie standards <laughs> these days. It it goes on and on and on. Yet you don't. But the, it doesn't feel that way. No, because not it's at all. it's so, so smart comedy. and clever. And yeah, yeah, so many moments. <laughs> I that, love the grandma in this scene. Oh, she's I great. Love, oh, it's so good. And and. Let's talk about Vince Vaughn because his performance in this, I mean, it's got to rank among all time best comedic performances ever. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just a powerhouse juggernaut of uh, he he steals every scene he's in. Um, mm. He's amazing, and the 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 more crap they throw at him, the the more they crap on him, the funnier it gets. Uh, yep. I mean, he kind of becomes, you know, when when we're in the wedding crashing, you know, and he's all in control. It's amazing. And he's riding high because, you know, he's he's living this dream of being this wedding crashers and hooking up with all these chicks. And then he gets into this. He gets sucked into this weekend with the girls. And and it's just it's all about how can we mess with Vince Vaughn? And I feel like (laughs) for for the persona that he developed over these movies we've talked about with Swingers and Old School, where it's Vince Vaughn. I mean, really, it's who cares what the character's name is? It's Vince Vaughn, right? Mm-hmm. But then to put him in this situation where he's getting crapped on with the girl getting more and more psycho and, and you know, the stuff with the, the gay brother and, and that, like, it's just... It's such a perfect game to play with this persona that Vince Vaughn had developed over all these movies. And he gets jacked up in the football game at the house. Oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. So and then he gets good. shot when they go hunting. Yeah, <laughs> shot, yep. Oh, my God. Yet he's still Vince Vaughn. He still manages to, in the midst of all that, after getting jacked up under the table, he's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what an old lady uh, asked you to honk her cans and uh, or touch her cans and you <laughs> were they built for comfort or speed you motorboat them you motorboat them son of a bitch you old bitch. sailor you she's still in the house, still in the house. <laughs> <laughs> only that guy I, I, well, I, I got to imagine goes, so much of that is improvised oh easy and, and, yeah and it, and it goes back to your point when you were talking about Maid and how you said it was too much Vince Vaughn uh, and he could either be too much or too little but I think he's like the perfect amount of oh, comedic, it's perfect. He yeah. dialed it in, perfect. Yeah, he. It's just like how when you when you said Will Ferrell, like he'll make a mistake, but then find a way to correct it. But he's 
I don't feel he does make a mistake. Yeah. Mm. I think all the, all his jokes hit. All oh his, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's, yeah. it was he was perfect. There are not really any jokes that miss in this movie. I, I think mm. the knock on this movie is that the second half of it slows down and isn't nearly as funny as the first half. Um, which which you could argue, but it makes up for it in in heart. Like you've mm-hmm. fallen in yeah. love with all of these characters, and you want to see yep. how this plays out. And and it it absolutely delivers. It, the second half maybe isn't as funny as the first half, but uh, as far as a movie goes, um, it it hits on all counts. True. Agree to agree. Very true. I is agree. there even I a is there even a debate on who steals the show in this one? It has to be Vince Vaughn, right? Jay, you want to throw a I wild agree. card in there? Denzel isn't in this one, so we'll right, go with Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn steals the show. Oh, that's your list. That's your top five yeah. people. Number five, Coming to America. Number four, Old School. Number three, The Hangover. Number two, The Big Lebowski. And number one, Wedding Crashers. Good freaking list yeah absolutely love it uh that's it guys man we went way over on this one (laughs) but i feel like it was worth it too much love that's what it is yeah yeah too excited talking about those those r-rated comedies oh love it uh we are the definitive five be sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at the definitive five that's the number five Again, if you could take a few minutes to review us wherever you're listening, we certainly would appreciate it, especially if it's five stars. And uh, while you're at it, if you could subscribe, you'll never miss an episode of The Definitive Five. And uh, if you would like to share it with any of your friends, we certainly would appreciate that. Spread the word about the show, and we'll uh, we'll keep pumping out the content. Gentlemen, of course. another great episode. It's fun. Yep. A lot of fun. Appreciate Great times. You. Great times. We are out of here for Dan Gomez and Jason Gallo. I'm Jeff Wilson. See you guys next week. Bye.